Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whenever you are, welcome to Two Men with a Mic. Well, welcome, Mike, to our 33rd episode. Oh my goodness, that's a lot of episodes. A lot of talking. It is a lot of talking. (laughs) It's a lot of talking, a lot of recording, a lot of guests. A lot of good times. A lot of clothes, a lot of hangers. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. If these hangers could talk, (laughs) whoa, what they would say. Oh, what they would say. They would say 33 episodes. Oh, my goodness. I want to go to a laundromat. (laughs) They'd be all like, get this dude out of here. (laughs) (laughs) We need to do some interviews with these hangers. We should. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be an episode coming up. We're going to do some interviews with the hangers. Perfect. Not the fly on the wall, the hangers. Yes. The hangers in the studio. Know what they have seen. (laughs) Well, can they see or do they just hear? I think they just sense stuff. Oh, they sense the vibrations. Everything's made of pure sentience. So they, they just perceive in a different way. Gotcha. Now I understand. Hey, you know what um, I thought about during this week? And we didn't talk about it during the 4th of July, but yeah. it kind of hit me the other day and, you know, gave me that sad sinking feeling was um, it would have been some time ago. It would have been like, this is going to blow you away, but it would have been probably close to 30 years ago that you and I on the 4th of July, would go up to my grandparents and we'd rent a jet ski, go up to my grandparents and spend the 4th of July, just you and I, jet skiing out on the lake. Yeah, I remember that. Those are some fun memories. That was, but do you realize that was like 30 years ago? Because Chad's like 27. Oh my God. I remember when he was a little kid, like a baby out there. Yeah. But I mean, even before I had like a, um, anyway, before his time, uh, you and I used to go there. So it um, tells me how long it's been since I had my last vacation. <laughs> That's alarming to me. Let's see. When was the last time I had fun? Oh, 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. 30 years ago. Remember that one time when you had fun? Yeah. 30 years ago. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. And do you realize it was before that? Because we had to, I guess we were still in high school when we tossed our, well, I lost my class ring skiing on that river and our lake. And then you being the brother that you are, just took your ring and threw it in. That's right. (laughs) Those rings were interlocked. It was like wonder twin powers activate. Yeah. It was a symbol of our friendship and brotherhood. And if you didn't have yours, then I was not going to have mine. So I just hucked it in the water. Yeah. Huck, huck. (laughs) That's friendship for you, though. But check it out. I mean, here we are, low these many years later, and we're still pals and brothers. Because our our class rings are bonded in the bottom of Lake Mojave. That's right. We'll always know where they are. Yep. And unless an alien race comes down and and plucks them out of that bottom of that lake, then then we'll be uh, 
forever connected. It's, you know what, I, I lost both my wedding rings during the time that I was married. Like I've been married twice. And uh, the first time I lost it in the ocean and um, my friend was next to me and I was, a big old wave just walloped me. And then I came up and I realized my ring was gone. And I was like, oh my God, I lost my wedding ring. And he was like, well, you'll always know where it is. then that first wife came up to me and said that's a terrible sign and then later on she divorced me so apparently it was and then i lost my uh wedding ring in the second marriage too and that also ended in divorce so well there you go don't lose your wedding rings yes that's the moral of the story don't lose your wedding ring of course i didn't lose my first two wedding rings and i still got divorced so Uh, I think we need to leave those ex-wives in the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) Or the bottom of the lake. Yeah, the bottom of the lake. We'll always know where they are. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just remember, we're men of God, so that's just a joke. So how was your day with Gowan, Mike? Uh, It was really good. We we ended up um, hanging back. I had some other ideas about some... um, you know, I, I usually try to take Gowan to some beautiful place, like to the mountains or the desert or, or the or, park to swim. Um, <laughs> yep. Or, or, you know, something big. And uh, are you guys swimming tomorrow? Yes, we are. Oh, cool. Yeah. We'll we're going over to Aunt Kim's pool and I'm continuing. Aunt Darlene will be there and maybe Uncle Walt. And uh, I'm continuing in my goal to uh, teach him how to swim by the end of the summer. Awesome. And he's he's growing in leaps and bounds that last trip to the park where he could swim that had like all the water slides and the swimming area and all that. He's um, he's just it's I guess it's a strain. Well, I, I was going to say like spreading his wings, but we're teaching him to swim. So maybe I should say like spreading his fins. <laughs> <laughs> but he's picking up on stuff that, that you would take him to swim lessons to be taught. Um, just cool. like being there, being in the water, um, having Aunt Darlene, who, who used to give swim lessons and is uh, was a lifeguard, but seeing other kids, how they're doing it. Like on his own, he put his face in the water and blew bubbles. And, Does he, have you got him to like run and jump in yet? Um, no, he wades really deep, though. And, and then he's very happy if you swim him out into the deep area. Well, let and him then, jump in the shallow end. Huh? Well, he, I mean, he splashes around there. He hasn't done a big running jump in there yet. Though. Well, you should do a cannonball, show him and see if he'll do it. Like model it for him. I'll do that tomorrow, man. Say, hey, G-Man, check this out. <laughs> he'll like that for sure. Um, yeah. He loves the water. Um, but, you know, you got to remember what it was like when you're a little kid before you knew how to swim. It's, it's kind of like... Um, you what know. your brothers and sisters drowning you <laughs> that's what i remember it was like before i learned how to swim is that what happened your big brother and, and sisters they all like like drowned you and threw you around in the deep end yeah pretty much is that how you learn to swim yeah ah yeah well that's cool sure <laughs> once i once i unhandcuff you know got the handcuff off my ankle and the weight and then i was able to claw my way up to the surface i could swim Really? Even with the straight jacket on? <laughs> no, they, they were they were nice. They kept the straight jacket off. They just, oh, well, see, they just tied just a weight on my ankle. 
and <laughs> threw me in the deep end, told me to swim. Yeah. Hey, you know that uh, Darlene got one of our coffee cups, right? Oh, yeah. I think I saw something about that on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. So when you see her tomorrow, make sure that uh, you check with her and make sure the coffee cup's, you know, functioning correctly <laughs> and that she's satisfied with it. No glitches <laughs> in the coffee cup. I mean, we're in a giant simulation, so sometimes those coffee mugs will glitch out on you. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and we just want to make sure that, you know, it's not leaking. That's Aunt Darlene, my sister-in-law, my young son's aunt, and um, she got the coffee mug, which was made by your daughter. Yeah. So that was cool. Yep. So you can get an update from her, make sure that the coffee mug is functioning properly. We don't want any malfunctions. We need to know. We'll have to talk to the, you know, manufacturers of the uh, coffee mugs if they're you know, have a leak in them or something. <laughs> Quality first. Dude, you're going to, you're going to scare everybody off from contributing to the, the taco fund. If they think they're going to get a coffee mug that leaks. No, they don't leak. We just, you know, we just want to make sure. We got to make sure. Oh, okay. Quality yeah. guaranteed. Yeah. 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 Quality guaranteed that, you know, with the exception of the hole in your lip, uh, the coffee mugs <laughs> will not leak. Yeah. It won't be leaking from the mug. It'll be leaking from your lip. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So don't hold us accountable. Yeah, we 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 cannot be held responsible if you drip coffee from your lip. Yes. <laughs> Which I have a problem with sometimes. Do you? Yeah, I don't know why. I just mess it up, you know, <laughs> and then it runs down my chin. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. Yeah. Did that you know that happens a... when I'm like laying at an angle, drinking it out of a corner of my mouth or something <laughs> like that? And then I'm clicking my shirt and it's like, well, maybe I should have sat up. Yeah. Because <laughs> half of it runs down your neck. Yes. <laughs> and, you're, you're, and, then, and, then, and then you're like, oh, that's all right. It'll dry. <laughs> yeah. Man, I was at a party once um, with uh, wife number one. And some yeah. of her friends yeah. in like downtown Riverside. So this was, you know, in the late eighties. Yeah. And um, and that was, you know, back down there in in the you know like First and Second Street. So kind of in a bad area, mm -hmm. or well, in a historic area, just older homes. But but you know they you know this pretty pretty big party and and so somehow a bum off the street like just walked in and was a part of the party. You know, okay. like, you know, it was like a keg party. Right. So <laughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. everyone's getting uh, drunk and smoking weed and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it was like it was like a frat party kind of. And and then all of a sudden you hear uh, a girl, on you know, that was sitting on the couch um, and somehow the bum came in the house and he was sitting there drinking beer in this party. Like like he just like parked his grocery cart out front. And just walked in and joined the party, right? He's like walking down the street, like, oh, party. Let me go in here and check it out. So <laughs> he's sitting on the couch and uh and <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden you you hear some some girl that was like on the sitting on the couch kind of and and she's like, Oh my god, you peed and the pump looks over at her he looks over at her he goes oh don't worry it'll dry <laughs> <laughs>
Oh no! <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh no, dude, you gotta go. You gotta get out of here." But so he just sat there on the couch and pissed himself. Oh no! <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, thank God it was not my house. Someone should have caught it with a coffee mug. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Man, it's funny how you don't forget certain stories. And now it's Gee, just that like, like, yeah, unforgettable. Yeah, it was just like, dude, did that just happen? On the couch. Yeah. Bumpus. I would just burn that couch. I don't know what happened. It wasn't like I said, it wasn't my house. But uh, I, I, uh, I would have just taken that couch out into the front yard that minute and just like lit it on fire. On fire, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing I thought of as well. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is I wonder how long the bum was in the party was like sitting. You know? I, yeah, and what a strange thing to like grow accustomed to just peeing your pants and letting it dry. Yeah, poor man though. Blessings to yeah. the bum. Yeah, poor guy. It was probably one of the guys that bought us beer later. <laughs> it could have been. <laughs> How do I make my living? I pimp beer. I get a dollar for every 12 pack I buy for a snot is nose 12 year old. <laughs> yeah, just contributing to the cause of alcoholism. Yeah, you know, doing our part for America. That's right. We got to keep the youth drunk. Yep. Then they won't know what's going on. Exactly. <laughs> but so that's tomorrow and uh but today my my son really my son we're going through this divorce it was initiated by my ex-wife um it's quite a wallop and um i've never been through anything like it before and neither of course has my son so <laughs> well i hope gowan hasn't been through it before perhaps in a former life yeah um but the reality is that he's happiest when mommy and daddy are together with him here in the house that I'm living in, which is like his big family home. Um, so he spent the night and and he was getting a little ornery. And then uh, mommy showed up and then he didn't really want to go anywhere. He just wanted to stay in this big house because he and his mom are living in kind of a small place. And she has physical custody of him and has him most of the time. And he much prefers this big house. And he much prefers when mommy and daddy are together. And so we've both been trying to do that for him, like spend time with him as mommy and daddy as much as we possibly can so that he'll be more comfortable. And that's what happened today. Like we were going to take him out somewhere, but then he became so relaxed being in his own home with his mom and dad back with him that he had a great time just goofing around the house. And then he enjoyed like, the most wonderful afternoon nap of all time in, in a hammock in the backyard with like a little bit of sunlight. Did he have a, a 12 pack of beer and a three pound bag of peanut M&Ms? <laughs> no, that's when he's 12. Oh. <laughs> no, but I, I, I envied him. I mean, he, he just crap because it, it was like, Oh good. Everything's normal again. Mommy and daddy are here and I'm in my home. Now I can sleep. And, and he just stretched out in this hammock and just slept for hours. And then he, he woke up and he was so comfortable. He just didn't want to get out of the hammock. And I was looking at it like, now that is an afternoon nap. You know, man, I can use a hammock here in the studio. 
Yeah, dude. Yeah, I could, you know, run it from one set of poles for the hang, you know, just have to move some hangers to the other. And then I could just, I could just lay in a hammock while we record. Dude, perfect. Dude, yeah, then I could have my. You don't have a hammock. You were, you were the hammock man. Remember your hammock? Oh, God, I remember my hammock. It was awesome. You were in there with a 12-pack of beer and M&Ms, right? Yes, <laughs> and my reggae playing. <laughs> yeah. No, I remember that hammock, dude. Um, that yeah, may everyone have a long afternoon nap in a hammock. Yep. <laughs> There's nothing quite like it. So I was happy for my son for that. And uh, yeah, how about you, sir? Sitting in the studio, trying to not uh, die. <laughs> Why are you trying not to die, dude? Oh, man. I don't know. It was just a tough day pulling weeds. Oh, yeah? Did you spend hours out there? No, probably an hour and a half, but it felt like hours. Oh, my goodness. Did you finish? No. No, we're making our progress, though. I've got just the side of the house now to do. Oh, okay, cool. And she's got like three more bushes against the back fence to get all fixed and cleaned out and stuff. So cool, man, chipping away. Yeah, you you found a really an interesting movie to uh, review for this episode, and it's it was called The Predator. So there's all kinds of predator movies, but this one is 2018. Based off the original Arnold Schwarzenegger movie from like 1989, um, The Predator. So it's kind of a continuation of that story. But I, you know, it's a little bit different. It's not such a, um, you know, what would you say the original ones were? Just kind of a scary alien killing people, you know, kind of, kind of movie. It, well, it's it was yeah, pretty I mean, good. It's a franchise. It's had um, many kind of different versions. The first one, um, well, gosh, I don't want to go into a summation of all the Predator movies, but I'm right. sure people are familiar with the Predator. Yeah. A couple of years ago, though, this this movie titled The Predator. The first movie was called Just Predator. So just to distinguish itself, this movie is called The Predator. <laughs> um, but man, three letters. Well, uh, people hated it. Like, uh, and that's why I was kind of interested in it because it was unanimously hated and reviled. And this one? Yeah. Really? Just totally hated. And I think I didn't it, know that. I think it flopped at the box office too. Um, wow. I couldn't find a good review of it anywhere. I, I don't know. I, I was kind of curious. Well, the thing is it's Shane Black who wrote and directed it and he wrote and directed it with a, a partner of his. So I, that's why I was drawn to it. I was just like, well, wait a minute, how bad could it be? Because usually people totally embrace whatever Shane Black does. And so that was why I kind of watched it. So yeah. What, yeah. What did you think of it? Actually, you know what? I liked it. I did enjoyed you? it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was fresh from the predator stuff of just, you know, aliens killing each other and, and all that. I really enjoyed, it ends up being kind of a ragtag group of military uh, loonies basically that uh, end up fighting the alien and stuff. And 
Um, it just, I don't know. I, I, I kind of liked it. It was like a bunch of guys with no chance. It was kind of like the bad news bears, and, <laughs> you know, and, and I mean, you know, that's pretty much what happened, but it was just, it was just cool that way. I, I just, I don't know. I liked it. I didn't really, it didn't drag. It didn't, you know, it was, it was enjoyable. The only thing I thought was kind of confusing was the aliens had some hunting dogs and, and then the one guy, you know, like shot the hunting dog in the eye and then all of a sudden the hunting dog became their friend. So that was a little confusing to me, but, uh, that you know, was weird. it was, and also yeah. didn't, like the, the, they were alien dogs that belonged to the predator. And then, you know, they're this wounded dog suddenly becomes their friend. But, and then the explanation is, Oh, well the alien left now. So what else is this dog going to do, but be our friend. But then yeah. later on, the alien comes back. And so it should yeah. be like, oh, my master's back. I love you. But instead, the dog still fights against the predator alien. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that was, yeah, I never understood that. It's but... like, oh, we've horribly maimed this dog. Now it'll be our pal. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> still, I enjoyed it. I mean, now that, that was a little weird, but I liked the, uh, there was two crazy guys that i don't know it was kind of unclear to me but i'm assuming that they were kind of like lovers but not lovers or something that was kind of the vibe i got from the movie and at the end they both get their asses kicked by the predator but they're alive but you know one guy's like on the ground with his kind of his middle split open you know with his guts hanging out and the other guy is impaled like in a tree and so they're sitting there staring at each other dying and they both pull their guns out and shoot each other, which I thought was cool. Yeah. To put each other out of their misery. Yeah. I thought that was, that was like a cool thing. I don't know. It was, it was an easy watch for me. And of course it had a whole father son thing motif to it, yeah. which, which was interesting because the aliens were coming to, to earth to, um, still a kid well the, the idea was that they were collecting like the best dna and and upgrading themselves so that they would be compatible with an earth after climate change destroyed the earth and so that was a neat idea because the kid that they were after was an autistic kid I, i've heard a lot from spiritual teachers and from different scientists and people directly involved with um, teaching autistic kids that some a lot of people theorize, as they say in the movie, that autistic children are, in fact, the next stage in human evolution. And it's because most of them are actually completely brilliant. Right. Um, and then beyond that, it's sort of interesting, I mean, from a spiritual perspective, if you're talking about like meditation, then the idea of meditation is to put yourself in the present moment and and lose all thoughts of the past or the future and only be in the now, you know, not besieged by thoughts. So meditation takes uh, a certain kind of focus and um, Autistic kids are able to do that easily. 
um you know yeah. frequently they there's one thing that they do and they and they just focus on that whereas um the rest of people like it's hard to focus on just one thing so yeah. my, my private theory about autistic kids being um a step forward in human evolution is that ability to focus makes them like potentially the ultimate meditators so they could all end up being like um you know yogis in states of supreme bliss and stuff like that yeah um, so i i, I sort of like that I, I i like the idea that they came to earth and they wanted the very best of human dna and the very best of human day human dna um turned out to be from an autistic kid so uh, how many flushes did you get i want to hear how many you gave it okay so i'm giving it two i enjoyed it I forgot our whole system. What is it? How many flushes can we get? Uh, five is like a turd that you, you need to call the plumber for to get removed. Okay. So I, five I, is bad. I'm just going to go with you. I'm going to give it two flushes. One thing that saved it, because there were plot holes you could drive a truck through as they... Yeah, fell. yeah. Um, but... It was paced very quickly. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was kept your attention. It did. Like, and and so if there and there were lots of moments where you were like, "Well, wait a minute," but then like before, <laughs> before you could think about that, it was like on to the next thing. Yeah, yeah. You didn't have time to to really focus on it because it was moving on and stuff. So, yeah, there were a few confusing things, but like you said, the movie flowed so well and the overall movie made sense. And you kind of, you know, it wasn't really a brain twister by any means. It's no, a predator I, movie. To me, so. this was like 100% a popcorn movie. Yeah. Like, like there's nothing yeah. to do one afternoon and you're just sitting there and you pop up some popcorn and you just want to glaze over and not really think about anything and be easily entertained. And yeah. I, I thought this movie succeeded on that level. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Definitely. So, so check it out. It's the, uh, 28, 2018 version of, um, the predator franchise and it's called the predator. Right. As opposed to predator. <laughs> I will say for anybody, and I think this is like why some people had problems with it, but, um, you know, it's a little less badass than like a commando team. I mean, you do get right. a commando team, but it's maybe not as primal as like the other one, like particularly the first one where it finally ends in like this one-on-one -on -one that goes on forever between Arnold Schwarzenegger and the Predator, which is great. It's like 30 minutes without dialogue right. of these two, you know, beings just battling it out in the jungle so it's a little less badass than that it's a little more spielberg suburbia but it's it was entertaining yeah yeah it was it was it was fun it was worth the watch like you said great movie to eat popcorn to yeah so check it out if you want to and uh if not well then don't yeah <laughs> but remember to contribute to the taco fun yes oh god good call mr mike Yes, and in, in, in case anybody forgot or, or didn't get to the last episode, you know, definitely want to go on to uh, the two men with a mic dot com and go to the about us. And down at the bottom is a place where you can sign up for the taco fun. And just to clear up the confusion, because my wife said it was still confusing. 
but I don't see how it's confusing. But anyway, once you sign up, then you'll be um, donating to the taco fund at whatever dollar amount you chose to donate. And it's a monthly donation. And once, as long as you sign up in the month of July, once that donation reaches 15 or more dollars, then we're going to send you one of our free, well, it's they're not free, but unless you do this, uh, one of our two men with a mic coffee cups. So I'm actually drinking out of one now. There you have it. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, all you have to go to, you know, go to twomenwithamic.com, go to the about section and go down to the bottom where it says taco fund. And, you know, hopefully we, we, we get some people on there and, you know, we keep the show going and, you know, improve the show. And, and also just to clear up the confusion, the coffee cup will not come with coffee in it. So. <laughs> but there will be a predator in there. <laughs> so, yeah, if, if a predator comes after you, it's because of the coffee cup. There you go. <laughs> so check that stuff out. Um, you know, our our guest we have a guest coming back for this episode and uh he is from the the previous episode that he was on is called uh could you save someone's life with a beer because he actually did so um we brought terry tucker back uh he has the book sustainable excellence and he's also a cancer survivor and um a motivational speaker so he's back on this episode but before we get to him i wanted to go ahead and bring out the song of the episode because i think it's relevant to what we were talking about with terry and plus it just takes us back to the back in the day so what's the song of the episode mike the song is say hey by the tubes on the album love bomb <laughs> a much underappreciated album. Yeah, it's an awesome album. I love that album. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was playing it earlier, and uh, my mother-in-law is sitting next to me on the couch, and she's, you know, in her 80s. And her comment about the song was, not very creative on the lyrics. Because <laughs> <laughs> the lyrics are all, and then I say, hey, and then I say, hey. And, and then, then I say, hey, and then I say, hey. <laughs> Actually, I but, thought that was like cutting edge, though. I mean, it, it's it's definitely like, um, it's not a typical pop song at all. Well, it also was, you know, done in 1986, I think. Yeah, so. I mean, a lot of the other material on that album are pretty straightforward, kind of like um, like pop songs, really. Yeah. Uh, although with the tubes, it's always like askew. But, yeah. Um, but that one was sort of its own thing. It was more like like a kind of like a sound montage or something. Yeah. But it's it's funny because in this song, you know, they're actually talking about problems. And I think it's relevant to what Terry, what we end up talking about with Terry, you know, and because in, in the song, they're all like problems are a problem, problem, problems right. are a problem. Right. You know, and there's a lady that chimes on and she goes, well, I don't know what your problems are, but I know they're not my problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very funny song. Yeah. It's very funny and kind yeah. of avant-garde in its way. 
yeah so so check it out it's the tubes and then i say hey yeah <laughs> from so, the album love bond yep so if you can find it uh well actually i, I know you can find it because it's on spotify and apple oh, so okay. it's out there cool. yeah yep so check it out tubes you know where the taco fund is you yep. better contribute fee label yeah, Fee. Look at that. Free ads for your... Yeah, uh... Read my lips, Fee. <laughs> <laughs> You're one in a million, Fee. Taco fun, man. <laughs> and then I say, hey. And then I say, hey. <laughs> yeah. Problems are a problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, how about we uh, get on with the show and uh, have a conversation with Terry? Perfect. Hey, Terry. Gentlemen, what's going on? Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Not bad. Mike was just telling me about his day with his son. So what oh, could be better that? than that? Uh, it was nice. We went to a park that I didn't know existed that's fairly new in my area that had a lake and a water park. And so he got to splash around in the lake and go out on a paddle boat. So he was all smiles. So... As long as he's happy, I'm happy, basically. And how old is he? Uh, four. Four, okay. Great age. <laughs> yeah, he's a little wild man. <laughs> Takes after dad or no? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And after Uncle Mitch. <laughs> yeah. That's what they say. Our kids are revenge on us, right? Yeah, yeah. that's you know, I, I, my wife and I have a daughter. And, you know, I grew up with no sisters, went to an all-guys Catholic high school in Chicago, and then went to an all-male military college in South Carolina. So, you know, when we were at the OBGYN, and she's like, well, do you want to know, you know, what to do? I'm like, yes. Yeah. She's like, well, you should buy pink. I was like, oh, hell no. You better keep that thing in there until, you know, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not very woke of you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to work at all. <laughs> no, I was, actually, I was just at Mitch's daughter's house, and I felt a little bit relieved because there was a girl's room and a boy's room. And the boy's room was all weapons and uh, the color blue. And then the girl's room was all like little fairy dolls and the color pink. And I, I was like, oh, my God, we have genders again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> So, Terry, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Glad to have you. What have you been up to since the last time we talked? Well, I um, a couple things. I've uh, started speaking again in person as opposed to, you know, the, the brilliant business decision that I made to start a motivational speaking business right in the middle of the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so not, not my brightest business decision, but I also... Um, I've just really uh, recently released a membership program um, that's based on my book. I, I had enough people that had reached out and said, hey, you know, we'd like to know more. We'd like to go deeper. And I was like, I don't know how to do this. And a couple of people had approached me and I chose one of them. And, I, and I've been working on putting this thing together, developing content, writing scripts, you know, doing video and stuff like that. So it's oh, a whole wow. new. Yeah whole new challenge for me so this is your book sustainable excellence right that we're talking about correct 
kind of grown into another whole beast, it sounds like. People reaching out, needing more, wanting more. How are you feeling? I know you've had a lot of life struggles and, you know, I'm just curious, how are you doing? Yeah, I mean, that was sort of my wife and I had this discussion about, you know, do you really want to take this on? And, you know, I I mean, you're you're right. I mean, I'm still battling cancer. I still go every three weeks for treatment. Uh, As a matter of fact, I'm getting ready to start another round on Monday. And, you know, I, I guess the way I look at it is, you know, we, we all have sort of a breaking point in our lives. You know, I, I just, I can't do it anymore. But that breaking point is so much farther down the road than we ever, you know, really think it is. You know, those times when we think we're done, you know, I can't do it anymore. I can't go yeah. on. And yeah. my, my wife actually works with a young man who's a, a former Navy SEAL. And, and he's, he's very nice. He calls me on my off weeks of treatment. And he, you know, just to check up on me, see how I'm doing and stuff like that. And occasionally we'll talk about what what the SEALs call their their 40 percent rule, you know, which basically says that if you're if you're done, if you're at the end of your rope, if you can't go on, that you're only at 40 percent of your maximum and you have another, you know, 60 percent left to give to yourself. So I kind of reminded myself of that. And of course, you know, my wife and I don't necessarily see eye to eye. She wants me to rest more and. and <laughs> things like that. And, you know, I always tell her like, like I get plenty of rest when I'm dead, you know, so I might as well spend some time now doing something. There's a motivational uh, video and I don't know if you've ever seen it. You might have on YouTube and I know it's not yours, but uh, it's, um, oh shoot. I can't remember the guy's name. It's general something or other. And it's actually, you know, just in referring to he, he talks about being a Navy SEAL and and going through all the different things that a Navy SEAL has to go through. You know, it's it's what you do when those things don't go your way. There's challenges in life everywhere. And and like you said, you know, when you get to that point where I feel like I can't do more, you know, there, you probably can if you want, if, if you really want it. I think you can. I mean, it's it's been my experience, you know, where. If you just push yourself a little bit more, you you can do so much more. Are, are you talking about the uh, the Admiral McRaven video where he was yes. at the University of Texas? Yes. The commencement speech? Yeah, commencement that's, that's a great video. Yeah. Bringing this up, um, what I actually thought of was, Mike, maybe a year ago, a little bit over a year ago, went through you know some really tough times in his life and talk about someone who thought he was at his wits end it was it was it was mike i mean you know i don't mean to you know put you on blast mike or anything but you know he he truly was at that stage in his life where everything was 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 so far away and he you know would tell me many times that you can't he can't do this he can't live like this he can't be like this but then i just hit the bottle and everything was fine there you go (laughs) no i was in a bad way it was terrible and mitch was very helpful uh to be able to reach out to during those dark days there's still dark days but i am kind of surprised that i'm alive so there's the human resilience what i was going to kind of tie back in is is that one of the things that i think helped mike or whatever was there was someone to coach him along yeah you were the lifeline you know, yeah, and, and, and we all need that. We all need, you know, 
people in our lives. And, and that, you know, when you're going through a difficult time where you're, you know, whether it's whatever Mike was going through personally, whether it's a disease or an illness, whether you lose a job, you know, a lot of times those things isolate you. And, you know, it's, it's hard to reach out to people when you're not feeling, you know, like you're, you're, you're worth anything. And, and when you have somebody that reaches out to you and throws you that lifeline, I mean, it, it can mean the world to somebody, as I think Mike would probably attest. Yeah, I'm very grateful Mitch was there for me for that and still is. I'm still not over it. It was pretty devastating. But here I am. <laughs> talking about how he had a great day with his son yeah and you know so it's that's a long ways it is where we were well i'm glad it worked out i mean i yeah it sounds like you still have some some challenges ahead of you but hey as long as you got friends in your corner sounds like you're gonna make it yeah exactly well all right so what 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 will one find on your membership site uh it's um a couple things. One, I, I break down each chapter from uh, sustainable excellence and, and really kind of go deeper into it in terms of how you can live your best life, how you can. Um, I'm working on um, a, a, the chapter now, chapter five, about, you know, you are the person that you're looking for and, and just trying to give people, you know, sort of using the what, why, how method, you know, what what is this? You know, why is it important and how do you go about doing it? And, and, and there are videos for each particular what, why, how. There's also a bonus video at the end. And then there's like worksheets and, and uh, you know, videos to watch and things to do to, to kind of reinforce what's there just to kind of help people lead their uncommon and extraordinary life. That's kind of the tagline that, you know, that was part of the book. So I mean, that's that's really what you get. And then you also get you get uh, a community that uh, we're putting together a community where you can reach out to sort of like minded people that are in the same boat that you're in and talk to them. In addition to talking to me about, hey, you know, what problems are you having? You know, how did you overcome those? You know, what do you suggest for me and things like that? And and I'm finding in a lot of ways that the it's sometimes I mean, I. I, I, I won't name names or anything, but I mean, there are people that are like, they don't watch the videos, but they're all engaged in the community. You know, it's, it's like they, they don't, they feel the community that for them is much more impactful. And I'm like, well, how do you know that you've never watched the videos, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and that, but, and, and that's what I was trying to get at kind of with, with Mike's story as an example is that, you know, anybody out there that not everybody has friends and are, are have had friendships for, you know, 40 years. So not everybody can make that phone call. And or maybe the people haven't. I mean, luckily, what Mike was going through, I had gone through and well, having somewhere to go to 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 talk to someone who, you know, maybe maybe they don't think they they know. But there's a group, there's a there's a community. So you're not alone because. Um, I don't mean to put you on the spot again, Mike, but in our conversations and stuff, one of the worst things, one of the things that upset you, correct me if I'm wrong, was that you just felt so alone. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, just to fill in the blanks, we've discussed about discussed this on the podcast before, but 
um, a little under a year after my mom died, uh, then my father died. And two days after my father died, my wife of 11 years left me and took my son and took the car and took the phone. And so I was like completely marooned and isolated in this house with no real way to even communicate. And uh, yeah, she um, actually concealed my son for eight months and wouldn't let me see him while we wrangled with the legal system and stuff. So it was complete isolation, complete. Yeah, it was just devastating. Uh, but I did reach Mitch. <laughs> and I do remember one moment where I think my my now ex-wife served me with um, divorce papers on my birthday. I was just floored, literally on the floor, like I was looking up through this chasm, like my own open grave. And I, But I could hear Mitch's voice on the other side of the telephone saying, Get up, Mike! Get up, Mike! Get up! You can do this! Get up! And it was just like... <laughs> Having spent the day with my son in a park. But yeah, it was total isolation. So it would be cool to be able to do something like go to your... Uh, member site and be able to communicate with other people so you don't have to lay in your open grave by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, and I've wondered about that. You know, I mean, you had, you had Mitch, you knew Mitch, you know, Mitch was, was a friend. And, you know, I've, I've often wondered, you know, is, is the, the anonymity of being part of a community where, you know, you can share what you want to share, but you can also hold back if you want to do that, because you don't know the person, you know, you, right, it, it right. may be somebody on the other end who's like, yeah, we're going through the same thing, but you know, maybe not. Cause I'm not telling you the whole story, but at least it's somebody, if you don't have a, you know, a, a Mitch to hang, hang out with or to call or something like that, where, where somebody, Hey, I get where you're coming from and, and maybe I can help you. And, and I, I mean, Mike, I can't imagine what you've been through that, that would, I, I, uh, that, that, that's just, it, it's terrible. I mean, between, you know, people you love dying and then the love of your life taking your son. I mean, that, that's, mm, that's gotta be, I, I don't even have words for it. She also capped it off the day of my father's funeral. I came home and the house had been ransacked. And that's because rather than attending my father's funeral, who she really, really should owed a lot to, um, she broke into the house and stole a bunch of stuff. So it was like funeral day, break in, birthday, divorce papers. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I bet you couldn't wait till Christmas, right? <laughs> exactly. But I, I think what you're saying, like it might even be kind of freeing to speak to an anonymous person on your site who's going, who is going through or has been through some, something similar. Um, for support, you know, like, like you say, I, I, I have Mitch, by the way, we can give Mitch's number out for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can get my number at two men with a mic.com. <laughs> <laughs> if you need someone to call, I can't recommend Mitch more highly. <laughs> well, and you or can you can reach out to Mitch at 1 800. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying that that's exactly what Terry's website is for and stuff, 
But, you know, there's all kinds of possibilities anytime you get into a group and start talking to people. But it's a community and it's a place where people can go to better better themselves, even if it's, you know, for the business. Right. I mean, if if it's job challenges. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just, you know, personal. I mean, it certainly could be business. And, you know, I mean, I've certainly with my with my health issues, you know, it can be health. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I mean, I can. I can tell you what's worked for me or, or, or where I've found, you know, help or assistance and things like that. And, you know, I think I told, told you guys when I first was on your podcast earlier, you know, that this was really for me more about helping people, more about making a difference. And it, I mean, it really took it took a while before I did this to try to, you know, because I always made a decision. And, you know, people are like, well, it costs this much to be on my podcast. And I made a decision early on. I was never going to pay to be on a podcast and I was never going to take money, you know, to be on a podcast because that's not what it was about. It was about making a difference, trying to improve people's lives, you know, trying to make things better. We can charge for this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you guys could probably make money. Well, we made six bucks, but we didn't know we could. (laughs) Are we up to six bucks? Yeah, well, we better start raising our rates, man. From three to you need a business plan now, right? Well, <laughs> I I think we need to join Terry's uh uh online stuff so we could learn how to do this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here I ask, um, what, how much does it cost to be on your membership? Uh, it's ninety nine dollars a month, or there's a discount. Um, and I and I don't have the discount if you pay for the entire year. So uh $997 if you pay for the entire year. Okay. And you get um is that like all unlimited to all your materials and and I noticed you had said something about there's a conversation uh with you is that how how does that work? Yeah, there there's a there's a monthly coaching call uh that you know if if you have questions or uh, you know, about the material, if you have questions about what's going on in your life or stuff like that, that, that I try to answer. Um, and I, I try to, you know, stagger those. So, you know, maybe, you know, pick a day, one in the morning, one in the evening, you know, one on a Saturday, one, because I realize people are, you know, they have different job responsibilities, different uh, family responsibilities and stuff like that. So yeah, every month there's, and, and, and I usually do, like I said, I'll pick a day, I'll do one in the morning and one at night. It, it, it doesn't preclude you from being on the one in the morning and the one at night if you want, uh, you know, to, to get more information or to listen to what other people are saying, too. So, you know, I, it, it's not just I don't, I don't want to make it sound like it's, you know, sort of me as the teacher and everybody else kind of being there. It's more interactive, like, you know, what have you experienced? Well, this is what's worked for me. Tell me what's worked for you and, and, and really kind of sharing everybody's experience as opposed to. You know, I, I don't and you probably shouldn't. I probably shouldn't say this. You know, yeah, I've got a membership. I don't have all the answers, <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I don't. You know, I, I mean, I, I I'm a human being. I, I don't you know. Yes, I have an extensive background, but I may not have an answer and I'm not going to BS you if I do. I, I, I'll go find the answer and get back to you. So but there's uh, a community, too. Right. There's community exactly. involvement. So. Right. Right. So somebody, you know, somebody else could have gone through whatever that, you know, whatever that question was, whether it was somebody's issue at work or or, you know, 
something along those lines or 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 anything right i mean it's an open form community correct exactly that's that's exactly what it is and and so yeah like i said you know if i don't have the answer and somebody else doesn't have it we'll we'll find the answer for you you know i mean i'm 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 not going to let you sit out there and like well yeah i'm on tucker's membership but i don't know what the heck to do here you know so <laughs> <laughs> is it all you or do you have other people who do responses on it or it's all, it's all me i i have somebody who does the um you know basically is kind of the person who deals with all the online stuff i mean if somebody there there's a part on there where you can get my book uh for for free you, you just give us your email address and and you and the book comes to your email uh, and, and that, and, and he takes care of all that stuff. If there's problems, uh, you know, I had a woman in Australia recently who, you know, Hey, I, I got on your program and I ordered, you know, not ordered it, you know, but I, I said, I wanted the book and it never showed up. It's like, oh, okay. So, I mean, you know, there are glitches obviously with technology and things like that, but we sent her the book right away and things like that. So yeah, I've got one guy, but it's pretty much me. You know, I, I spend some time, spent a lot of time actually researching what I want to put on there and then writing a script and then recording the script. And that was, boy, that was, that was a heck of a challenge to start out with that, you know, and uh, uh, just, I, I found a, a teleprompter app, you know, I kind of feel like <laughs> the president now, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, so. You mean I mean, you're just, suffering from dementia? Yes, I am. I'm old, believe me, yes. <laughs> So, yeah. So, I mean, it's just, you know, kind of working smarter and, you know, I, I, I've got a lot of good information on it. If I do say so myself, I really think, I mean, I, if you can sort of tell by the book, you know, the 10 principles to leading your uncommon extraordinary life, I like lists. I like actionable things that people can do. And that's why, you know, I just didn't want to put a video up. I wanted to give them, you know, a worksheet or, you know, a video that has its own worksheet with it that they can go to where they can actually, okay, I watched the video. Now, now I've got homework basically, you know, right, and, right. and part of that is, you know, you're, you're not going to improve your life if you're just watching a video and they're like, Oh, I watched the video. Okay. Life's going to turn. You've got to get involved. <laughs> yeah. You know, you got osmosis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you've got to, you, you know, you got to put in the time you got to put, it's like anything else, you know, you want to get good at something, you got to put in the time to do it. And I, 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 you know, that's part of the introduction to the video. I mean, do you, do you have the time? Do you have the resolve? Do you have what it takes to, to make this a part of your life to make your life better? So, you know, I mean, some people I'm sure will start and be like, hey, I don't have, I don't have the time. I mean, I've, I've done a lot of research into membership programs and, you know, you would think that more content is better. But from what I've been able to, to ascertain, that's not necessarily the case. People don't leave the membership because of the content. They leave memberships because of the fact that, you know, I, I got behind on the content. You know, there's so much content here. I don't I can't possibly keep up with this. So, right. You know, yeah. There, it's overwhelming. Yeah, it is. And I mean, you got a job, you got a family. You're oh, we're trying to put this in here, too. So, you know, you none, none of my videos are, you know, and, and there's usually a video a week, you know, for a month. Uh, and, you know, they're probably 10, 12 minutes and then, OK, here's now a, a worksheet that you need to go. And, and it's not just they're, they're not easy. You know, it's not like, well, you know, A, B, C or D. You've got to answer questions that are 
kind of soul searching kind of questions on where you want to go and, and what do you want to do with your life? What are your values and what are your habits and what bad habits do you have that you need to break and what good habits do you need to put into your life and how are you going to do that and things like that. So it's, it's, I give you what you need, but you've got to decide you want to do it and then implement it. After the first episode, my wife bought your book, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you, you made an impression on my wife. That's so great. that's, that's awesome. Tell her, thank you for me. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll make her listen to the podcast. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jen. <laughs> your, um, if, if I have it correctly, your open dialogue conversations with the group, what are, what are like in the past, at least, what are some of the things you guys have talked about and, and are, are those like recorded in case people don't make the, the meeting that they can go back and watch it? You know, that's a, that's a great thing that maybe I ought to, uh, no, they're not recorded. Uh, you know, it, it's, uh, and maybe that's something I ought to do. Uh, that's, thank you for that. You, you I suppose you want to find your fee for that, right? You know, some kind of, <laughs> um, I, I mean, it, it really, you know, depends on the person, you know, d different people, like I said, you know, we talk about, you know, uncommon, extraordinary life. What does that mean? What are, you know, well, let's talk about your habits. What are your habits? You know, I mean, I, I mean, I, I go into to diet, I go into, to, you know, to, to mental health and, you know, I, I had a I had a gentleman the other day who asked me, said, you know, I, I don't I don't quite get this whole mindset thing. And and, and one of the things I talked to him about was so if let's just say, you know, if you picture your yourself, say, you know, I, I, I love basketball. I, you know, I played it through college. Right, so I'll right. use it. You know, if you if you picture yourself in your mind shooting free throws and you actually go out and shoot free throws the exact same spot in your brain lights up on a, on a CAT scan. So if you think about it, you know, physically doing the act of shooting a free throw lights up a certain part of your brain. Thinking about shooting that free throw lights up that exact same part of your brain. So, you know, if, if you get to a point where, you know, you're like, well, yeah, I want to be really great, but, but you're saying to yourself, you know, yeah, man, I, I'm not smart enough to do this or, you know, I'm not good enough or I'm, what are people going to say? You're, you're actually reinforcing the negative part in your brain, even though you're telling yourself, yeah, I want to do this because it, it's the same part of your brain that you're triggering. And, and people, I, I didn't know that until I started researching all that stuff. You know, I mean, I'd heard a story when I was playing basketball about a coach who, took his team and divided it in half. And he had one of them every day shoot 50 extra free throws after practice. And he had the other group just sit there with their eyes closed, visualizing shooting free throws. And then he, at the end of the season, he had them shoot free throws to see what their percentage was. And the players that actually didn't shoot the free throws, but saw it in their mind, shot a better percentage than the people who actually practiced it. Yeah, oh, that's, that's interesting. Well, you know, that goes back to actually Michael Jordan. Uh, you know, he would do that in games, right? He would close his eyes and shoot free throws because I, you know, I, I agree 100%. And you see that actually with people when they get, at least in sports, they call it the yips, right? Yeah. Whatever sport it is, meaning that just everything they do is wrong. <laughs> you know, they just, you can't see it. And, and you see the people that, that mentally have convinced themselves they can't do something. And, and, you know, it's, it's amazing how that affects, you know, 
my daughter, um, she's an athlete, uh, my uh, youngest, but she struggles with diabetes. She's a type one diabetic. And so physically she couldn't do what everybody else was doing um, with all the challenges she faced, but she would try her best. Finally, in the culmination of her senior year, she was out in right field and someone hit a, a, a low line drive and, you know, she just went after it and, you know, backhanded it about a foot and a half off the ground, you know, for the third out. It's amazing it, when you see yourself doing something like that. And I happened just out of the pure luck of everything was to, um, cause I don't know how to use technology very well. And so I thought I was taking a picture of her, but I was actually filming what they call those live photos. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know it. So I actually caught the whole thing in, in on, on a video. And uh, so I actually have a recording of that now. So every time she gets that negative Nancy stuff going, just like you were saying, I, I send her that, you know, when, when she's in college, she's going to UC Davis and she's like, Oh, I'm going to fail chemistry and they're going to kick me out. And, I'm never going to be a vet, you know, (laughs) and I send her that stuff because you're, you're right. You know, you got to visualize it. You've got to see it. Got to see yourself being a success or, or picture yourself being successful instead of the other. You do. And, you know, and I think back to my, my younger days when I was, you know, playing basketball and I was in grade school and stuff like that, you know, that's the great thing about basketball you know, all you need is a hoop and a ball. You don't, you know, it's not like the other sports where you need somebody to right. play catch with and stuff. And, you know, you'd go out there and, you know, you would, you would pretend you're playing one-on-one against Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and all. And, and, and you, you built that mindset. I, I mean, I never realized I was doing that, but you, you know, you always won, you know, you always had that, you know, I, I just beat Kareem. I just beat Michael Jordan. You know, you, you always won because you, in your mind, I mean, you're playing against yourself, really. But but that's the same idea about the coach who had his players just sit there and visualize shooting free throws. In their mind, they never miss. You know, yeah. they always made it. Whereas the guys that were practicing, yeah, they miss from time to time and stuff like that. So if you think about how your mind works and how that, you know, you can incorporate that into so many different aspects of your life, you know, your personal life, your business life, your faith life, whatever it, whatever it is that you do. And, and people don't realize that there was a, when I was growing up, there was a basketball coach. You guys probably know, know about Bobby Knight. Yeah. Uh, you know, the coach chair in yeah. <laughs> and, and Knight had a great saying. He said, mental is to physical as four is to one. So here's this great coach teaching, you know, elite athletes at the university of Indiana to be great basketball players with their bodies but what he was really saying with that quote is that your mind or your your mindset is four times more important than anything your physical body's going to do. Yeah, you're you're I guess we call that attitude sometimes. Yeah. yeah. When I was talking to Mike, that's what I felt like when I well, I mean I've always been talking to Mike, but but when he was first going through his struggles, his mindset um <laughs> at that time was was complete doom and gloom, you know, and, and, uh, you know, that's what I was trying to work on. Sorry, Mike, I didn't mean to manipulate you, but, you know, that's what I was trying to work on was, 
was let's let's just focus on the on on the mental side of it and, and realize that not everything is lost you know right and, and how people think and mentally see themselves really does deter you know de- determine the outcome of a lot of things right and if you think about it you know i mean there are things in life that are just so big that they're they're overwhelming it's like i don't know how i can possibly do x whatever it is and you know sometimes i'll use the example of say sales if you're you're a salesperson and you know you know i've got to get better i got i've got to be a better salesperson well that's that statement is huge so i always tell people what if you broke that down into i'm going to get one percent better at sales every day you know at the end of 30 days now you're 30 percent better than when you started at the end of a quarter you're almost 100 percent better than when you started now can i get one percent better every day is that a lot more manageable absolutely than saying i've got to be a better salesperson that's just so large you know it's kind of the old joke how do you eat the elephant you know one bite at a time <laughs> really you know so same kind of thing yeah yeah and, and that's and that's what mike and i started talking about too was hey let's let's just get through today right let's right. get through the next hour let's get through the next 30 minutes um, you know, let's get through this conversation. And that's the same thing with even like my daughter, you know, her, 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 her fear of not being a vet. I'm like, well, first off, you're just a freshman. So you got three more years to screw up. So why are you worrying about this? <laughs> <laughs> so. I mean, it, it's true. I mean, I, I, I feel for you because I did the exact same thing with our daughter when she was at the air force academy you know it's like i'm taking you know trigonometry i'm gonna fail this and then they're gonna kick me out and then i'm gonna be you know and it just snowballs into you know you're gonna be destitute living on the street because you failed trigonometry or something like that you know i mean (laughs) it, it it makes no sense but that's what our brains do they just play on our you know if you think about it you know your brains know your brain knows your fears it knows your vulnerabilities and it knows your weaknesses, and it will use those against you if you don't control your mind. So you're you're absolutely right. I mean, you it just it just snowballs, and then all of a sudden, like I say, you know, you you mess up one course, and all of a sudden you're the worst person in the world. And like, wait a minute, how did we jump there? Yeah, or one marriage, right, Mike? It's just one marriage. You can have another. Well, that was the second marriage. Okay, well, it took me three. <laughs> yeah, there's always the hat trick. Come on now. <laughs> Actually, there's a whole spiritual side of this too. I, I, I study spirituality, and, and the basic idea is that we're creating reality with our thoughts. Right. And, um, and like the Buddha said, what you think, you become. Um, we, we are what we think. And um, so it's, it's kind of like a a tricky road to navigate because you don't want to go to into a state of denial at the same time you want to sort of set your intention for excellence you know and 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 visualize create a visualization that that you are achieving that excellence and um absolutely it carries over into material life thinking in in that way without like putting on the rose colored glasses and not being realistic, but 
simply by visualizing what you want to have happen as if it has already occurred. Yeah, that's that's a great point. And, and you know, I mean, I think back to like, for example, like when I was in college and and what I found interesting is that, you know, somebody a couple of guys would go out partying the night before a big test and then they come into to the classroom, you know, to to take the test and they're, they're kind of hungover and things like that. And what do they immediately say? man, I'm going to blow this test. You know, I'm not going to do good on this stuff. Why do you, why do we always go there? Why do we always go (laughs) to the negative? I mean, why nobody ever walks into that and says, yeah, I partied last night, but you know what? I paid attention in class and I did really good on the quizzes. So I'm going to ace this test. Nobody ever does that. It's because they partied with my (laughs) (laughs) ex-wife. No, you're right, though. I mean, why do we why do we like fall to the negative instantly? Yeah, I I just, you know, I I mean, if our brains are so important, if it's so important to make a positive image in our head, why do we always say I'm going to blow it? I mean, you're you're basically setting yourself up to fail. You know, yeah, yeah, I am going to blow it because I just said I was going to blow it. You're telling your brain, yes, I'm going to mess up this test. Right. You're creatively visualizing failure. Yeah. You're in the room for a reason, you know, whatever that room is. Right. And, you know, or you're on the court, right? You're on the basketball court for a reason. I mean, it, it, it obviously never helped Shaq, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, you know, you're, you're wherever for a reason, right? Right. And, and that's, I I was listening to a podcast um, by, uh, a guy by the name of Ryan Hawk. His his brother was AJ Hawk. Played for the Green Bay Packers, um, and he was interviewing a woman by the name of Cat Cole, and she is now the um, the the president and CEO of Athletic Greens, which is a uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of it. it you know, you kind of mix it in a, a beverage, and it, it you know it, it's it's sort of the vegetables that most of us don't get and things like that. But she was also, she kind of helped put um, Hooters on the map. And she was also the president and CEO of Cinnabon. And, you know, she talked about, you know, being young and being in a meeting, you know, kind of like what you've been talking about. You know, I'm here with all these people that have more experience that have more education and stuff like that. And the things that she used, you know, to try to get her, you know, her two cents in there. I mean, one of the things she talked about was I would always say when, when I felt I needed to talk, you know, I wouldn't ask permission, but I would be like, I've got a question, you know, which kind of puts you in the, Hey, okay. This person has, has a question. Let, let's talk about, but that was her way of kind of opening the door. Now I'm going to talk. And, and she's, she's really a, 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 I think a remarkable woman and has done some amazing, amazing things. She talks about, you know, being the president and CEO of Cinnabon and, and she kind of, and, and I may mess this up a little bit. She said, yeah, you know, I'm the president and CEO of this company that, that sells, you know, Danish that are like the size of your head. And it's like <laughs> the Atkins diet was real big, you know. So They're good, though. They yeah. are good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, if you ever hear anything or get to hear anything, Kat Cole is her name. I, I, I think she's really kind of a, 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 just a person who's probably dealt with a lot of things that are like, you know, maybe I don't belong here, but. I, I do belong here, and, and but I got to work my way into this without, you know, just being a total jerk about it. Tell her thank you for Hooters. I will do that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they do got good 
good buffalo wings there at Hooters. <laughs> Among other they things, have buffalo yes. wings. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mike. They sell they buffalo food wings. There? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going there for the big screen TVs, right? Yeah, that was why. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Mike. You're supposed to say they have TV. <laughs> we have a TV, exactly. <laughs> so, Terry, do you, do you guys have, or are you planning on having any like guest speakers or anything like that on your in your uh, membership? You know, that's a great question. I, I I don't know at this point in time, to be honest with you. I I mean, if I can get some people that you know I, I think would be willing to do it, I I certainly would not be opposed to do it you know as i said I, I don't have all the answers so if i can get people that are you know more qualified or have been through some more stuff then i would i'd love to have them on I, you know i mean there's just it's so it's so much at the infancy right now of just trying to to figure it out and you know this is what i want now how am i going to make it better you know it's kind of like when i started my uh, my blog you know it was i was putting up thoughts for the day and you know and then i kind of looked at it, it's like god this is they're good thoughts but this is boring you know, and, and we need some visuals and we need some photos of the people that are saying this or, you know, I mean, it, just to make it make it better. And and I'm always looking to make things better. So I, I, I certainly wouldn't put it past me at some point to start bringing in, you know, better talent, so to speak, to to make it to make oh, it better. You don't need better talent. You're you're a you're a very uh, motivational, uh, motivative person i should say sorry that's my lack of college education right there you just gotta do a, a, you gotta do a live stream from hooters and give away free cine, cinebuns <laughs> yeah, I like that. so um where do people go to uh you know dig into this yeah so the the membership is you know it's real complicated the book is called sustainable excellence the membership is called the sustainable sustainable excellence membership. So you can you can go to my my blog, my site, motivationalcheck.com, and there's a tab on there for the uh, the sustainable excellence membership, or you can just go to sustainableexcellencemembership.com, and that'll take you there as well. And if people you know want to, I mean, is is there a you know talk to Terry, uh, send Terry an email, or I mean, if people I just have general questions and stuff, how, is there a way to do that? There is. There's a, a you can click on a button that uh, will set up a, a 15 minute call with me directly. Uh, you know, we'll pick a time, and you know, if you've got questions, if there's something I can answer for you, or you're not sure, I I, I certainly would like to try to you know, talk to you about it and, and, and see if we can work something out. So yeah, there's a button on there where we'll actually have a phone call. And, and also if there's any SWAT guys out there and you get in a situation and you need a negotiator, <laughs> you can go to sustainable excellence also, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I'd be more than happy to do that. It's, it's been a few years, but yeah, I, I think I still, still might know what to do. <laughs> Man, I, I still, you know, I mean, we've, we've had a lot of different guests and, and stuff like that. And I, I have to say that um, I seem to find myself uh, thinking about our conversations and just some of the stuff that you've said, probably uh, the most of, 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 you know, any of our podcasts. And, um, and I know it may seem silly and, and, and that sort of thing, but, you know, just having the insight, you know, in that situation to, 
to recognize what was going on and to, you know, see that man and, and not, you know, like you had said before, you know, not respond with, with gunfire. Right. I mean, to, I mean, cause that would be your first reaction, at least, you know, for us common folks, right. You know, this, this guy's got, he's drunk, he's got someone with a gun, you know, as a hostage. And, you know, to me that, I know it seems silly, but to have that ability really made an impression on me. Well, thank you. I, I mean, I, I had great training. You know, I really did. I worked with, with good people. And I, you know, it, it's like anything else. You, you know, if you're on a good team with good people, they, they kind of lift you up, even if you're not at that level. And I, I mean, I think that's another important point, you know, to surround yourself with people that are, that are smarter than you, that are more ambitious than you, that are better than you, because all that does is it forces you to raise your game. It forces you to get smarter and better and, and things like that. So, yeah, I, I mean, I appreciate you saying that. I really do. Uh, but but I really, you know, it, it, it wasn't just me. You know, I, I think I told you it's it's a whole team effort. Kind of what you're trying to do here, right, is you get in a group and you do find people with new ideas and fresh ideas and, and different perspectives or have gone through it. That's what you really need to to be better and, you know, sustain your excellence. I know that's one of the philosophies at like Amazon, you right. know, so. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that's just, you know, this stuff, and, and I hate to say this, most of this stuff, you know, around motivation and leadership, I mean, it's not new, you know, it's not like, I mean, every now and then somebody will come up with a new idea, but for the most part, I mean, this stuff has been on around for, you know, go back to Plato and Aristotle and those guys. (laughs) I mean, really, you know, a lot of what's, what we talk about today, they were talking about, you know, thousands of years ago. So it's just, you know, I mean, we get more sophisticated, we do more studies, you know, we understand the brain more and things like that, that, that we can, oh yeah, that what they said really did make sense and we can prove it scientifically. But a lot of this stuff isn't new. I mean, you, you go back to the, the 40s and the 50s with some of the people, Nightingale and, you know, Norman Vincent Peale and things like that. They were saying this stuff. You know, it's just a new group of people that are that are saying the same thing. And I, I kind of like, you know, if it stands the test of time, obviously, it's probably something that we ought to pay attention to. Yeah. Well, Mike, Mike, you were saying that uh, some of the spirituality, how far back does that go? I mean, some of the writings and stuff like oh, how far back. I mean, Yogic science goes back 10,000 years. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it really, you know, you know, what's amazing to me is the, the lack of people that don't know or don't realize that, that this stuff is out there or that they need this stuff. You know, I mean, you mentioned it, your SWAT training and, you know, you negotiating that guy down. Um, with a can of beer that's a classic <laughs> yeah but you know that didn't just fall out of the sky right I mean you you had to put the work in to get to that level and and to get to where you are but you know there's avenues for the people that you know, and I can speak from someone who, who hasn't gone to college or gone that route, truly do to a point have that bad mindset of, well, I didn't go to college, so I'm never going to make it. That is truly where we live because 
we see that so much. What you're offering here is is kind of like, hey, why don't you come in and, and just sit with the with other regular people and learn and grow with everybody's knowledge. To have that available is is really a blessing. I I, I think what you're doing is just awesome. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. I, and I, I, I guess, you know, from your perspective, I don't know. You, you guys remember Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs? Yeah. So he's got, a, he's got an initiative now and a foundation where he's really kind of pushing, you know, uh, I mean, for me, it, you know, I mean, I'm older than you guys by a considerable amount. You know, it was you, you have to have a college degree. And, and, you know, yeah, okay, college didn't teach you how to, you know, I got a business degree. It didn't teach me how to do business. You know, I had, a, I had to go into a business and learn it. You know, you go to law school. Law school doesn't teach you how to be a lawyer. I mean, you have to go into a, you know, a firm and, and do that. But Mike Rowe is now really, he's, he's got a passion about telling people, it's like, look, college isn't, the, isn't everything for everybody. You know, and I mean, if you're good with your hands and, you know, you love rebuilding engines and stuff like that. Well, you know, you can be making $150,000, $180,000 a year as a 21-year-old kid or, you know, a 19-year-old kid. And, it, and it's like, and why the hell would you go to college when you can make that kind of money doing what you love to do, working with your hands and things like that? So he's really got a, he's given scholarships to, to people that, you know, want to go into the trades and things like that. And I mean, here in Denver, I mean, we have a tremendous shortage of skilled people who can do, you know, roofing, drywall, plumbing, heating, all that kind of stuff. There is stuff you don't know unless you go through it. So, you know, it's great to, you know, to sit down and, and you know, pick the minds of people that have done it or gone through it, you know, and, and, and you having that community where, you know, I mean, it would be great, you know, like if Mike could sit down and ask Buddha questions. I do that all the time. <laughs> do, do you get answers <laughs> yeah but only is this like huge echoing voice in my head okay so <laughs> no what you receive are intuitions but i i do like speak to god or a higher power and or source there's a lot of different names for god and or talk to my heart and um it's it's not that you're going to hear a voice answer back, but you might get an intuition about what you're supposed to do next. And I, you know, and I totally agree with that. And, and, you know, there's kind of that old joke that goes, when we talk to God, it's called prayer. When God talks to us, it's called schizophrenia, you know? So. <laughs> I have pills for that. <laughs> and I'm doing fine. <laughs> By God, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, all the voices in my head say I'm doing great, too. You know, it's funny, all this talk about uh, college, though. I always I always remember that movie, Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys yeah. see that movie? Yeah. yeah. Remember the, the scene when um, Rodney Dangerfield, who's a real-world businessman, goes into the, the business professor's class? And then the business professors teaching his students like, okay, to start a business, you know, you do this, you do this, you do this. And Rodney Dangerfield keeps interrupting him and saying, well, you know, first you got to grease the foreman and, <laughs> and then you got to like um, make good with the mob. And then and he keeps interrupting him. And then finally the business professor shushes him 
And he goes, now students, you know, like where where should we build our business? And Dangerfield's like, how about Fantasyland? <laughs> <laughs> because there is a huge difference between like what you learn. At, you were just saying that what you learn in college and what actually happens, you know, like you said, if you go to law school, it doesn't really make you a lawyer. If you go to business school, it doesn't really make you a businessman. Like you have to be out in, in the real world to figure out how that actually operates. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and people don't realize, I mean, same thing with medicine. You know, you, you, you do residencies, you do internships, you do fellowships, you know, that teaches you how to, to be a doctor and things like that. And, you know, I, I mean, I, I love my doctors, don't get me wrong, but Whenever I need something, I always go to the nurses because they get yep. things done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my wife, my 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 wife, my mother-in-law, two of my daughters, and my sister are all nurses, and um, you know that's the common thread. Is is you're right? It's it's the people that are doing it are the ones that that truly know what's up. Yeah, they they really do, and I mean I. I remember before I had my leg amputated, you know, I had my lower leg all swollen and I was sent to an occupational therapist to try to get the fluid out of my leg. And she was the one who went to the doctor and was like, something's wrong here. You need to scan him. And, you know, that's the doctor's like, oh, OK, I'll scan him. And that's when the cancer was found. And that's why I had my leg amputated. So I sent her a Christmas card every year with a leg on it, you know, just <laughs> <laughs> It should be like a lost and found. And if just let her know if she finds a leg laying around, it might be yours. Well, I did, you know, it's funny. I, I did a, I did a talk last weekend uh, for a group of a group of bankers. And, you know, I, part of what I said, and it was like, you know, you know, not to state the obvious, but I am in a wheelchair and I have lo lost most of my left leg as a result of a 10 year battle with cancer. And then I kind of pause and it's like, well, I haven't really lost my leg. I know where it is. It's in a lab at the University of Colorado hospitals. <laughs> you know, when I go for therapy, occasionally I'll I'll go to the lab, check in on it. Occasionally we'll have lunch and stuff like that. <laughs> this is kind of a personal question. How do you feel about that? I mean, as far as um, because I, I'm sure you get people looking at you, right? I mean, how do you deal with that? Yeah, I do. I mean, you, you don't see, I mean, my amputation is an above the knee amputation. So it, you know, it's, it's more of my leg is gone. And, and I kind of, I kind of joke with it. You know, I, I mean, when I had my, uh, my foot amputated in 2018, before I had my leg amputated, I, I was, I had a prosthetic and I, I was using that and I was walking actually out of the hospital and I was sort of down the hall walking towards the exit. And this woman was at the exit and she was staring so hard at me. You know, I, I'm I kind of looking around like, who the hell is she looking at? You know, and finally I got, when I got up to her, I just turned and looked at her and I said, don't worry, it'll grow back. And I kept walking. <laughs> you know? and, 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 and I turned around and looked and she had this look on her face like, will it? Will it really grow back? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh you, you have to have some fun with it. I mean, I am what I am. You know, I'm six foot eight when I stand up, but I'm, I'm pretty much in a wheelchair now. So, you know, I basically hang around with everybody's butts and stuff like that now, you know. So, I mean, that's that's what I see. That's my field of vision. Everybody's rear ends, you know. So it, it's just it is what it is. And I just try to laugh it off when people get 
uncomfortable because, you know, for some people it is. It's like, oh, I don't want to talk to you. You're kind of different. You're kind of weird. Yeah, I am kind of different, but let's talk anyway. So, you know. Right. So maybe one 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 last question here um you're you're doing all this motivational uh speaking and stuff like that but you know what again i don't mean to get pry but what what motivates you i mean how how does how does terry get out of bed every day um I, i think it's something that i learned from my years playing team sports um you know i i think you if you're smart, you learn that on a team, you know, you've got to be part of something that's bigger than yourself. And if you don't do your job, not only do you let yourself down, you let your teammates down, your coaches down, your fans down, et cetera. And if you think about it, the biggest team game that we all play is this game of life. So, you know, yes, I go every three weeks for treatment and I, I kind of acquaint it to a sort of a, a two handled teapot, you know, that, there's the handle of I have to go and there's the handle that I get to go, you know, and, and we all get in that, you know, Oh, heck, I have to go to work this morning or I have to go, you know, take my kids to school or I have, and, and yes, it's pretty ugly for me when I go for treatment, but I look at it like I get to go, I get to go because I'm going to help somebody else. You know, it's probably not going to save my life. What I do now in terms of my, the drugs that I'm on, but it might save the life of somebody five years from now, 10 years from now, and if that's the case, then to me, that's part of being something that's bigger than yourself. So that's kind of what motivates me to, to get out of bed and, and, you know, go to therapy, go to treatment and do that stuff. And then now, you know, with, with the things I do on my off weeks when I'm not in treatment, it's, it's all about trying to teach what I've learned to people who I think it can help and it can make their lives better. That, that's really it's not complicated. It's pretty simple, but that's kind of my philosophy. Okay. So uh, that's a very spiritual thought though. I mean, you're more than a man with that one because you're serving others. And uh, that's, that's like one of the big roles in spirituality. That's what everybody is supposed to be doing. You know, and I've always felt that, that, you know, regardless of what we, you know, if you believe in God to serve your God, but certainly yourself and to serve your fellow man. I think that's what we're all put here to do. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing because that's all we can do is make the next person better. Right. And I've, I've told my kids that before too, right. The job of a parent is to just raise, make their kids a little bit better. You know, like you said, even if it's 1% better than we were as parents, I mean, it's going to be hard for my kids to be a better parent than me, but you know, yeah i just took my uh youngest 18 year old to a bar to see a band play so i mean you know what parenting gets better than that it do- <laughs> hey it does i want to hang out with you <laughs> but uh one more time terry um how can how how can everybody get a hold of you you can get a hold of me through motivationalcheck.com and the, the membership is sustainableexcellencemembership.com. Awesome. And, you know, Terry, thank you for uh, coming back on the show. And, and just thank you for, for, for your time and, and for your, your inspiration. Because, you know, honestly, I, I, I must say that, you know, I can't say I think about you every day, but I think about you every week at least. So uh, thank you for uh, making that impression on my life at least. 
Well, yeah, you're you're an amazing person. I mean, you, your energy is fantastic to be around. So anytime you want to come back on the show, please do, because it's like an injection of life. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that. You know, Mitch and Mike, you guys are it's fun to listen to you. You, you can tell the, the friendship that you two have. It comes comes across loud and clear. And, and you know, and I hope you guys have that friendship till the day you die, because it, it's a very special thing. Thank you. Yeah. Two Men with a Mic is produced at Close on a Hanger Studios. You can reach them at the number two menwithamic.com.